Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. This morning we are going to talk about um, a scripture, a couple of things in the scripture we're going to look at and see what it means in relations to you and I and uh, how we can benefit from it. The Bible tells us in the book of um, James that faith without works is dead. But I want to take you guys to another part of the scripture. When it talks about um, faith has it works, it says, um, let, me, let me read this to you. It says, this is the work. That we believe on him who he has sent. So we see that there is a work of God. And that work of God is to believe that Jesus Christ is who he claims to be. And he demonstrated that by his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Because the Bible talks about the Messiah and the children of Israel were expecting this Messiah that was promised from to them since Genesis chapter 3. And uh, God tells, says that it was God who was the first person that prophesied that this Messiah would be coming. And then we see that he informed uh, Abraham and all these other men. And it was passed down that this Messiah was coming. And through the prophets, he kind of gave them some additional clues where he's going to be born, what's going to be doing, where they're going to call him, his name, and all of these different things. And yet when Jesus came, with all of that within the scriptures, uh, they still didn't believe on him. So I don't know what to say, but thank God that um, right now the Bible tells us that the word it was hidden from them. Why? So that you and I, the Gentiles, can have our opportunity to come into the kingdom, into the lineage of Abraham, if you will, and be grafted in. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus for doing that because in doing so he has allowed me and you to come into the kingdom of God. But I want to talk to you guys about the work of God and the work of faith and so forth and faith without works. So we see in the book of Second Thessalonians it tells us in chapter one we read about we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is me, because that your faith grows exceedingly and love or charity of every one of you all towards each other abound. So he's saying that you guys' faith is growing, you're loving each other, you're expressing how Jesus said that we should walk. By this you will know that the world will know that you are my disciples or you belong to my kingdom, is that you have love for one another. Love, respect, and honor, that means for your black brothers and sisters, for your white brothers and sisters, your Spanish brothers and sisters, your Asian brothers and sisters, and all the other colors that are out there. You know, so you and I are not called to be judges. We are called to be those that love. And God said he will take care of judging. And he tells us, he warns us, he says, don't be a judge because if you're a judge, I'll judge you. So I don't want to be in that package. So I stay away from judging everyone or anyone. My, my responsibility on this planet is simply to love. And so I have to go to God, the God of love, and have him teach me as he loved me that I can also love and express that love that I receive from him through to others. So in verses 11, we're looking at this particular thing, of the work of faith first. So wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would uh, count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasures of his goodness 
And what is that, Brother Paul? And the work of faith with power. What is the work of faith with power? Well, Jesus tells us that we ought to go into the world and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, and as you preach and teach the Ephesians tells us about the offices of those that are going to come so that the edification of the body, so that we can be one, we can learn and operate as one because we are separate parts. All of those things that this gospel is. And as you and I are exercising the word of faith, the Bible calls us actually the household of faith. So as we begin to walk by faith and do these things of faith, people are going to recognize that there is a work of faith. And we are going to talk a little about works without faith. And so we see that one of the works of faith is love. And as you and I begin to love each other, by faith, we are doing these things. And um, because many of us, if we look in the natural realm, you know, we, we, we could become naysayers. And the word warns us about those busybodies. He says, mind your own business. And one of the scriptures uh, tells us, um, I believe it, uh, uh, it's in First Thessalonians, when it says, also I take you, I, I also make it your ambition to live quietly, to mind your own business. And so you and I are admonished to stay out of people's business and mind our own so that we can focus on ourselves and not looking at the um, the uh, splinter in our brother's eyes and, and not notice the plank that is in our eyes as Jesus warns us to be. So we see that this work of faith is about learning to love. It's also about the expression of what uh, people are seeing through us um, as our characters are changing and we are becoming this workmanship of God as he began to change us. And the work of faith is producing fruit in our life. And so he tells us that um, in Brother Paul, uh, James talks about the, the faith, um, that work without faith, that combination has to be expressed and seen in order to get results. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the work of, uh, when it comes to the work of, of God, which is, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. So God's work, when it comes to uh, his work, or per se in the scripture, tells us what it is that we believe because he has done everything and we want. he's pointing us all to his son because he says he's coming in the express image likeness and he's going to think and speak. And Jesus said, in fact, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. So whatever the Father shows me, that's what I relate to you. And so that is why the, the, the work of the Father is that we would believe on him. And we see that that faith, one of the mechanics of faith is that it works by love. Without love, and this is what I was saying to you guys earlier, that um, uh, the works of faith uh, is love. We have to operate in that. And so we see first that the work of God is believe in Jesus Christ. We looked and we saw that the work of faith, or faith work it by love. And we know that um, the apparatus or the, me the mechanics of operating your faith is in love. We see it within uh, Thessalonians, as I mentioned, when it tells us that, Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy for this calling. What is that? You know, whatever God has called you into, um, you should know what it is, because I believe that every one of us came here with a gift. 
And I'm going to do a teaching about that as to the reason why. And fulfill all the good pleasures for his goodness and the work of faith with power. So we got stuff to do. And, um, you know, he that uh, sows to the flesh, you know, we, we've studied all of that before. And um, we, we see that the works of faith have to do with God's quality, his personality, his kindness. Those are the other things that are in the fruit of faith or the work of faith that we have to do it. So now let's take a look at James chapter, um, I think it's James chapter 6 or 2, James chapter 2. Let's take a look at that because we know... And we're familiar with this particular thing when it talks about even so faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. So he now is talking about the faith, the works that make faith work. Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. Let's take a couple of examples so you could see what I'm talking about. So um, let's take Peter, a uh, uh, perfect example. So we see that Peter is in the boat with his, his other disciples, and they're sitting there. All right, and they see Jesus walking after Jesus said, let's go on to the other side. They, they decide that after his meditation, he begins to walk on water. And that in itself is a powerful thing, because if you see it was in his meditation that he got out and he began to do miracles, and every time you see Jesus do miracles, is pretty much after his meditation. So he meditates, he comes out, he's walking on, on water. So how is he doing that? And he's doing that by faith. And I tell you guys that the law of faith supersedes all of the natural laws in this realm. Why? It was because the law of faith created it. So you would want to say then that the law of faith is supreme over all the other laws on this planet. So Jesus is using the supreme law and he's walking on water. And Peter sees him and he says, look, uh, and everybody terrified, you know, he's like, there, he's a ghost, he's this. And, um, uh, you know, that's another statement that I'm very fascinated with that is mentioned in the scripture about ghosts. But anyway, so he says to Jesus, look, if you're not a ghost, um, you know, just tell me to come out there. And Jesus said, oh, okay, come on out, bro. And so he jumps out of the boat and uh, he jumps out and he begins to walk. And so we see that there's a couple of things that he began to do there. You see that he walked by faith, but he had to put in some work. The first, the work that he had to put in was he had to get out of the boat. And once he got out of the boat, he had to then put his foot on the water. I mean, he's putting his foot on the water, right? I mean, come on. And we see that um, as he began to put in the work along with his faith, the results were taking place. And then when we saw that there was a change of circumstances, he began to look around and he shifted off of his faith and went back into the natural realm. And because he, um, he forsook the law of faith, he began to sink. And Jesus grabbed him and um, uh, picked him up. He must have been a pretty good ways because remember Jesus was coming from afar off. And um, I mean, a lot of people think that he would all this took place by the boat. No, he was pretty far out there because Jesus was coming from a pretty far place. So when he began to sink, it says Jesus immediately grabbed him because he was going down. So he must have been pretty far out because if he was sinking, he could have grabbed the boat and just, you know, not um, worry about Jesus grabbing him. So he must have been out pretty far. So when this guy was walking on water, doing, saying, utilizing the, the force of faith, 
to, with along with work, because the scripture says faith without works is dead. If he stays in the boat, it doesn't, doesn't prove anything. So let's take another example. We have this woman with the issue of the blood, and you know I always talk about her as a perfect example. So she, her faith was in the healthcare system of her day, and so she's operating pretty good. And Jesus, I'm sure, was uh, mingling around her neighborhood before. You know, he travels, and he's a, um, one of those evangelists and preachers that goes traveling and preaching the word of God. Um, you know, uh, so he may have been around her neighborhood. You know, just conjecturing right now. He may have been in her neighborhood. He probably, she probably saw him walk, and she didn't need him because her faith was not in him. Her faith was in this other system. And so she began to, you know, utilize her faith, trusting her doctors and going and seeing them. And every one of them was failing her. And as they're failing her, they're bleeding her. You know, the stuff, the leeches and all the stuff we did back then before modern medicine came in. And they, um, she spent her money. She's broke. She got nothing else. She's done, uh, if you will. She's dying. And so she's home one day. She might have been cooking. Who knows? She was listening to the radio. Um, who knows? You know, she's just chilling. And she decides to go and get out of the house, if you will. And so as she's getting out of her house, she heard somebody tell, talking. Maybe he's talking to his, his other neighbor, whatever, that, hey, man, there is this other guy over here. And this Jew, long hair boy, you know, with a bunch of other guys. They look a scruffy looking bunch of guys up the street. But there's this one man in this group. And people are getting healed all over the place. And, uh, um, you know, they're getting delivered, demons cast. And so she's walking. And then she heard it again. Because if you look at the story, it says that she heard it. And so she must have heard it a couple of times because... It eventually lodged within her soul because it tells us in the scripture that I hid your word in my soul so that I may not sin. And so this thing dropped into her and she said, my God, all I need to do is touch his hem. I don't need nothing else. And I know I'm going to get my healing because I heard these people talking about this man and I'm going to get my stuff. And so she could have waited there and hang out and do nothing, maybe wait until Jesus came to her or came closer in her neighborhood, you know. But she ventured out, it says. She did something. And so uh, you guys have heard me talk about what I call her statement of faith. you got to find that. Peter found his when Jesus said, come. He said, all right, Lord, I'll come out to you. And so his statement of faith is, all right, God, I'll take you at your word that I'm able to walk on this water and I'm coming out to you. And so he stepped out and he was focused and began to appropriate the work for faith without works. He began to appropriate the works that were necessary to show us, you and I who now read it, that he was operating in faith. So we see the works that this woman began to do. She began to go to them and find him out because it tells us that according to the custom of the, of the Jewish people, she should have been stoned. And that is probably one of the reasons why she didn't want to answer Jesus Christ immediately when he said, who touched me? And you got to remember this, his entourage and Jesus are all around, his disciples are, you know, holding people back, you know, like the guards do today with these celebrities. And, and you got them all, you know, and uh, she got through, she breaks through and she touches his hand. And she said, who touched me? And Jesus said, 
turned, Jesus said, who touched me? And all his disciples said, bro, what's wrong with you? Maybe I touch you. I don't know. You know, there are tons of people around here. You know, what do you mean by who touched me? And so you can surmise from this story that people were touching Jesus, but they weren't touching him with their faith. They were just touching him with their hand. She touched him with her faith because he turns around and says, your fate have made you whole. So you and I are, and then so we see the works that she incorporated in order to get her desired outcome. If we take another example. If we talk about um, Abraham in the book of Romans chapter 4, talks about Abraham and Sarah. And so we know that the promise God had promised them that you guys are going to have a kid. And they're like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And Sarah, we know she laughed about it. And God says, well, you're going to have, you're going to get pregnant and so forth. The book of Hebrews tells us that this woman conceived by faith. And so um, the book of Romans actually is just giving us the mechanics of how they did it. And so um, as they began to employ their works within the faith, faith was that you're going to have, you can become father of many nations. So God helped them out a little, change his name so people can confess, call him the father of nations, of many nations, so that this Abraham and Sarah would start believing what God said. And so they now, the Bible tells us, in the book of Romans, that they began to get busy, if you will. And as they were getting busy, they were putting, they did all of that by faith, because it said she conceived by faith. And so this act, because there were some old people, if you will. And so um, the works that they uh, did was the mechanics by which now they are going to get this son. And then the Bible tells us that as they were doing these you know, um, employing all the works, if you will. He said he didn't consider his body now dead. He didn't look at the natural realm. He didn't focus on that like Peter did. Peter focused on the natural realm and he, got, he lost it for a minute. The woman with the issue of the blood, she didn't even care about nothing else. She was dying. She was just, I, I just need to touch him. So she, of course she didn't care about the natural realm because if she did, she wouldn't have gone into the crowd because, you know, they are going to kill her. So we see that this um, uh, Abraham didn't focus on the natural realm. He just says he didn't focus on uh, on his body now dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. He continued to get busy, and by faith, she got pregnant, and they got their desired outcome. So then we see that faith without works is dead. So you're going to have to find your uh, statement of faith and your statement of faith will then cause you to operate and create the works by which you will get your desired outcome. And so I just wanted to bring you the difference so that you can understand and have a, the scripture says, rightly dividing the word of God. And I just want to encourage you guys, this is uh, the 23rd, I think this is coming out, and Christmas is getting close. And uh, I think I'm going to just do one more for Christmas Eve, and I'll pray for you guys then. But I want to um, thank all of you guys for supporting me for the, uh, for this year. Uh, financially, I thank you, man. Um, God is um, using you guys to sustain me, if you will. Uh, because I've, um, I, I want to do this for him and I want to dedicate my life as a teacher because I know that's what he's called me to. And so I have forsake what, uh, what they say as to, um, you know, working and all that stuff. And I'm focusing on studying, learning of Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit and learning about what they have done for us so that I can then bring it to you. And I want to thank you all for, uh, supporting me. Uh, those one-time gifts, I thank you for those. 
as those that are uh, there through all the other ways. I thank you as well, and God bless you. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. You walk by faith, not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.